1: Okay, I can't wait another minute. No, we got to get this going.
2: I waited too long to make this announcement, and I can't wait another minute. I'm jumping out of my skin. It's a wonderful
1: time for an announcement. Announcement,
2: announcement. An
1: announcement. Announcement day. Exactly. Nice. Who knew? That was oh, great no. on it, for real.
2: Well, that's just a little taste of what's
1: to be I mean that is on S- track with where we're going.
2: Sunday, April eighteenth, one week before the Academy Awards, Oscars. Brian and me, and mm-hmm. I I'll never get right again. It's and long I. As long as I live. Yeah,
1: they got in your head right. Brian.
2: <laughs> Brian and I cordially invite you to join us in the carriage house. Yep for our Oscar's preview live special.
1: I can't, this is my favorite time of year, Rana. I'll be honest with you. This to me is, well, it's like they say, this is the Super Bowl. This is the sort of main oh, event no of question. the year that's so exciting that we get to have so many opinions on and it's just fabulous.
2: No question. This is, it is uh, Oscar preview party live from the Carriage House. Won't you join we'll us? You're cordially
1: invited to our party.
2: And we are so excited. We'll be do it. We'll be putting the link up. Of course, what's going to happen, just as it always does, That's right. is we we're going to have uh, tickets. Will go on sale to Patreon this Friday. The people Correct. on Patreon will get their private link, yep, where they can sign up for the uh, either Dolby Theater access,
1: the Elizabeth Arden Red Door, yes, that
2: gets them straight to the. <laughs> That gets them straight to the show,
1: correct? Uh,
2: or we will be doing once again a highly exclusive meet and greets. That there. there is a limited number, so they go on sale to Patreon first, and then they'll go on sale to the free feed. And that uh, next level Tuesday. is
1: red carpet.
2: Absolutely. I mean, I, I have to say, I don't know. We never really discussed this, but I had a blast doing the meet. And oh, greets me too. They were so the fun. Time. It was so fun to put faces to names and people were shocked that I had any idea who they were. And that was fun.
1: Ronna doesn't forget anything. She remembers everything. She's got like a photographic, telegraphic.
2: And it was was fun to see people in the houses. It
1: was. And it was fun. Honestly- it was fun. How many absolutely panicked faces I had during some of them. Somehow, every single one of them <laughs> well, called me off guard. Well, they consider
2: you—they consider you a star and me a family member, which I'm not personal. Ronna,
1: not, you yeah. are the yeah. star yeah. of this show. No, as was they weren't panicked at the last for me. meet and greet. Yeah. And no. here's a little message for Argent and Gojo. Oh boy! Shove it. Go fly a kite. Good for you.
2: Good for you. you know what? Good for you, because they were taunting you last week on I Instagram. Know I know they, they were, wrong They were trying to get a little rise out of you. And Don't I, I it know worked. it.
1: And as yeah, everyone they- knows, that's not the most effective way to get a rise out of me.
2: Oh, boy. Here we go. Auditioning for Samantha on Sex in the City. There's a vacant spot. (laughs) So there's going to be music. Of course, we'll be doing our songs. There's going to be uh, predictions who the Oscar should go to and who the Oscar is going to go to. There's going to be interactive trivia
1: and games.
2: And a couple of other surprises. And of course, there'll be experts, not just us.
1: Come on. Movie experts. A- yeah. Above the so, line, like top of the line critics will be joining us, Rana. Of
2: course, of yeah. course they will. Hollywood like these comes to Marblehead for one night only. Yes. No, these are real people.
1: Real people. Yeah.
2: So uh, get your tickets this Friday on Patreon. You'll be hearing a lot about it. But again, it's Sunday, April 18th. The Oscars are the week following. And that way you'll be able to be informed for all your Oscar pools, et cetera, et cetera. And I believe we're going to be doing a post-show Zoom again. So we'll have to yes. figure that out. Uh, but people loved that last time. Of course, I mean, Ajahn complained, but, you know, he's wait- always waiting for something to complain about. And
1: just a point of clarification Battlefield Earth is not in contention this year, yet again.
2: Well, not this year, but it goes on our list.
1: That's always, it's always on Some our list. Some of the 10, best
2: Anna. films ever made. <laughs> uh, now, there's a little bit of housekeeping I want to do because then we have a fabulous guest. But let me well, get I to Well, I hope a it doesn't include how much
1: everyone loved I Love Her Too, Jessica Saint. Effing Claire.
2: I was not going to mention it because I know. I'm mentioning it, Ronna. I'm yeah.
1: But people need to understand as an artist, I am so sensitive. So sensitive. And while Jessica St. Clair actually was probably more charming and more funny, and I was gonna say more mature, but I don't know that that's necessarily true. Definitely
2: not more mature than you, no,
1: but she is more of everything good in this world.
2: More mature in years if you're trying to insult her. Are you I trying to call her a mature not- woman? Is that <laughs> what's going She had you for on? that,
1: Rana? <laughs>
2: <laughs> she called me old bones, just like you. Listen. She she referred to me and I said, she said, what can I call you? Can I call you Aunt Ronna? Can I call and you, you don't you like
1: season? when she calls you Aunt Ronna. I thought that was, st- I was going to start doing doing few,
2: that. You can call me a few other things, but don't call me old bones because that's what Brian's taken to calling me lately back. Well, behind there we go.
1: Well, just she so everyone right. knows, I'm thrilled Jessica Saint Clair got to come in here and all about Eve me. That's what I would yeah. say.
2: Stomp all over the carriage house,
1: correct? But
2: there you would you were too busy, you know, being Hollywood, Hollywood Brian Safi or Marblewood Brian Safi, whatever you want to call
1: it. I know. Has the
2: commercial started airing yet? Yeah.
1: Not yet. It's still in post. But um, well, yeah. she calls it after. But yeah, it's still yeah. An after. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, so. wonderful that tribute. Uh, for her to people so on Patreon know company. what I'm talking about. People on free feed don't. Maybe you should tell them very quickly. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm happy to. It's very sad story, Rana, but but good yeah. for me in the end. So great
2: for you in the end.
1: The woman who, oh, so I am in a tow trucking commercial. In uh, I got a job in here in Boston. I would say Marvel yeah, but they're was not, based not with Marblehead.
2: us last week because he was shooting a local commercial. Because he's the Sputnik vaccine, yeah.
1: Barry's tow trucking company. I was the face of Barry's, to, and Barry doesn't exist. The woman who owns it, she names it after her son who died when he was only one, <laughs> one, <laughs> which is you know what? It makes me giggle every time I say it, but it's because it's so shocking. And she said I and reminded then, yeah, her of him. Yeah. So that helped me get the. I found
2: shocking. Yeah, but you—that was the least shocking part to you. Yeah, yeah,
1: I didn't even think think twice about it. I made sense. You
2: you compared to a baby often with your big doughy eyes and your smooth skin. And this is
1: Hollywood, baby. Do you want to look older or younger? You know,
2: younger for sure. By the way, speaking of looking terrific, I mean you're wearing horizontal stripes today. If that isn't a vote of confidence, I don't know what is.
1: <laughs> I've worn this before.
2: But speaking of which, uh, we did I did have one correction I wanted to issue. We had a very long letter about a best friend that was a- ghosted and abandoned by another best friend. And mm-hmm. it turns out that I got the pronouns wrong. Somebody wrote they were they were talking about how they were on a thread with five other best friends. Okay. So I got confused about the use of they. Because I was thinking it referred to the group.
1: The group. And then and not a we person. switched
2: over to a singular pronoun. But we switched, really should have switched over to a singular they pronoun, is what Got happened. It. So I want to apologize to the letter writer. Uh, and I want to apologize to, of course, uh, their terrible friend who. I'm still waiting for an update on, but it was a shame you weren't here for that letter. Cause that was really your kind of letter.
1: Well, yeah. and I just want to publicly say that I, I don't know if I accept your accept your apology yet.
2: Oh, okay. Well, you'll let me know.
1: Okay. But and, not for this, for other things.
2: Oh, for, uh, just a blanket apology. Yeah. <laughs> I Correct. probably do owe you a blanket apology. <laughs> I mean, I have kept, I have kept you under lock and key. Uh, for the, uh, for the last, what, We're almost at now?
1: two weeks post me shooting this commercial, Rana. So I'm going to really? get my grubby little hands all over you soon.
2: Has the rash cleared up from the Sputnik yet? I was wondering.
1: It has. God, did it burn? It really did burn. But, um, Jarvina got came up with, like, some solution, which I found out was just a mixture of I'm not even sure, going to tell po- you.
2: A poultice of some kind. Yeah.
1: Exactly. And then she took those yeah. things, those she like- She loves a poultice. Seaweed things and beat me up with it. I don't know what they're called. Yeah. Those brush the bushes.
2: Good. Yeah. She's very good with like an elm branch. She's exactly. very good with a mortar and pestle, Yadvina. Yes,
1: she is. Yeah. She is. Yeah. Um, And so it's it's clearing up now. The, the sort of wounds are healing from her doing that to me, but the rash is clearing.
2: Well, yeah. She uses the confusion technique where she- Injures you on top of the injury, and then that's healing. So you really don't remember that it was her husband's Sputnik vaccine that gave you. Do you know, I've uh, watched a couple of yeah.
1: Datelines with her, Rana, and she's never surprised by one of them. She always knows immediately yeah. who did it and why they did it. Shh.
2: Yeah, Sister. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's very her. Yeah. It is. Uh, okay. Want to read a couple of quick comments? Then we have an incredible guest. This Rana. is our guest- who? Excuse me. Yeah. This was the guy that had to reschedule due to the superstorm in Texas.
1: Because listen, so we'll, he is a Texas native. We're gonna get that native. story,
2: and then we're gonna get straight and wanna, to. Uh, I don't know what
1: to call him. Do I call him Secretary Castro? Mister Secretary. He's going tell us. Mister
2: Secretary might be what he wants to be called. We'll see. We're gonna get ask your him. boa. Get your boa ready in case he wants to be called. I Mr. will. Secretary. I'll put my trench
1: coat, my boa, and my. I thought to you were write.
2: gonna sing your ma- your ma- uh, Marilyn Monroe "Happy Birthday, Mr. Secretary" to him.
1: I am. Happy birthday, Mr. Secretary. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. And, and then you, someone has to just drag me off the stage
2: and throw you in a bubble bath as quickly boobs as Boobs are
1: bouncing. B- absolute bubble bath <laughs> <mouth> situation. <laughs> and uh, pour me a drink. Oh, Ronnie he's you know here. What?
2: Well, then forget it. We're not making making him wait. These comments and these everything else will have to wait. Five stars, five stars only on Patreon. Five iTunes. stars only. 6,000 on Patreon, 10,000 on We're Instagram. We're so close Kits to raw ramen. We're to eat raw ramen, yes. We're so close to and raw ramen. And of course, don't forget to order our gorgeous coffee. I'd rather be looking at it than looking for it. $3 off every bag. Oh, when you subscribe. Always free shipping. That's Karen right. has blend shades of vanilla. Kiss, kiss. Let's get to our Fabulous, fabulous guest.
1: Okay, sounds good, Rana. Let's do it. I'm excited.
2: Attention, Carriage House members, Ronna here to tell you all about Anchor.fm. FM. Anchor is the fabulous app that we use to create our podcast. And let me tell you something. You can use it to create a podcast of your own. So download the free Anka app now, or go to Anka to get started today. Kiss kiss. Now wait a minute, Brian.
1: Rana, I cannot believe who is here.
2: I'm having an absolute heart attack here,
1: Mister Secretary himself.
2: The- <laughs> Well, we're going hey, to have to ask Julian, you're going to have to tell us what we're supposed to call you. because well, I don't a think lot we're
0: of, supposed to call him a a Julian, Rana. No, yeah, well, just call me Julian. Julian is fine. Yeah. I'm <laughs> calling
2: him Of course, I'm calling him Julian. I don't use
0: titles anymore anyway. I'm not a mayor. I'm not a secretary right now. Just Julian. All right. How well, does
2: it work, though? Do you get to hold on to it? Because if you're a former vice president, they still call you vice president or form, or do they, if we met Obama, I, we still have to call him president Obama.
0: I think technically, you know, I read like a couple of months ago, this fascinating little blurb that said, if you're in the cabinet or of course, president or vice president, then you actually get to be introduced as the honorable for the rest of your life.
1: <gasps>
2: there you go.
0: Not bad. Better than the <laughs> you honorable mention. I mean. <laughs> yeah, Much better. <laughs> So, because so that's what the, I was in the presidential race, the honorable oh, mention.
2: <laughs> you're very young. That was just your first crack at it. And now everybody knows who you are. Excuse me.
0: Yep. Uh,
2: so the honorable, we'll just call you the honorable for the rest of the podcast. I
0: <laughs> no, no, Julian's fine. <laughs>
2: Now wait a second. We were supposed to have you on a few weeks ago, but then the Superstorm hit.
1: Yes, you were in I oh, I San Antonio.
0: Now where were, we, were, yeah. were you?
2: Yeah, what happened? Was, we yeah, were. And Brian, by the, and the way, is from here. El Paso. I, I should am. tell you, Brian's right. right from El Paso. Nah. Yeah.
0: Now, a lot of people think of El Paso, they think it's in New Mexico. But I'm here to vouch for you and say you're really from Texas.
1: <laughs> I appreciate that because most people do think that. And there, and even people in Texas say El Paso is not a part of Texas.
0: That's the running joke. <laughs> yeah, that's a great town. Crazy. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so we were here. My family, uh, my wife, Erica, our 12-year-old daughter, Karina, and our 6-year-old son, Christian. Here in San Antonio, you know, all in all, we weren't that bad off. We lost power for like 18 hours out of 36, like on and off, and water yeah. for about 8 hours. My brother Joaquin and his family lost power for 55 hours, and then you had a, <gasps> a lot of people of course who who sustained property damage and and much worse than that, too.
2: Now Joaquin wasn't in DC when it happened. He was in Texas when it all when it went down.
0: Yeah, he had gotten back, I think, the night before. Uh, That was Valentine's Day, actually, where it started, or maybe the next day, so... Good for him. He, to, you he was here in town.
1: <laughs> you didn't want to go to
0: Cancun or anything? I was going to say, <laughs> did,
2: did they have to cancel the Cancun plants?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know. You know, there, wouldn't all of us want to go to Cancun, really? But, you know, some people are more level-headed than others. And, uh, <laughs> are
1: you going to get a signed copy? You know, he's signing copies and selling them of Green Eggs and Ham right now. Did you all know this?
0: Is that right? <laughs> well, I did not
1: to, know Green that, Eggs
2: and yeah. Ham was not was not. Banned. I it know. The- <laughs> That's
1: what's so cheap about the whole thing, which if you're going to be a monster, go all in and sign the awful ones. But he signed one that's, like, totally above board. And he's selling them.
0: Ah, yeah. Uh, probably yeah. the value how... of that's probably gone down since, uh, <laughs> I was you know, he say, lost big time how much to Trump is... a few years ago. <laughs> and, uh, may how, much how much are they selling for? $60. And he selling? claims
1: to have raised a quarter million, which I don't yeah. believe. Mm. But anyway, it's nice to be... It's nice that we're not some people, I guess.
2: I just want to rec- get on the record. I just want to get on the record, Your Honorable. I just want to get on the record. If you had gone to Cancun, would you have brought your dog with you? That's the only thing I want to get on the record. <laughs> I <here>. would have.
0: <laughs> what is it with these Republican presidential candidates? Mitt Romney and the dog that he strapped in. Um, remember that he strapped making his dog the strangest choices. Hood for hours and hours on a road trip, and then this guy that leaves his dog Horrible. at home to freeze i guess so
2: what about your fabulous podcast are you enjoying podcasting it's our a america
1: with julian I am, castro
0: yeah we got our america i was telling uh someone today I, I try not to sound like a game show host when i say and i'm your host julian castro you know i try to fight the urge to sound like a game show host but no i uh I'm enjoying it a lot. You know, we wanted to spotlight vulnerable communities, especially you know, the struggles of folks around the country and put issues into context in a real human way. Because um, over these last six years, I've traveled to almost all 50 states, like 40 something yeah. states right. and met a lot of people dealing with different um, challenges and we wanted to put a spotlight on those challenges in an optimistic way. So it's been fun. You know, when I went away to college, I thought that I was going to go into journalism. And uh, I think this is probably oh. the closest that I'm going to get. So, I just yeah. listened to
1: your episode about, um, I guess, in essence, the criminalization of mental health in this country. And mm-hmm. I think you were talking to Leslie Herod, And it was a, such an amazing yeah. conversation of how these uh, mental health professionals and community leaders work with the police to um, sort of dissolve a terrible situation for somebody. It was a beautiful episode and so informative.
0: Oh, thanks. Yeah, you know, after the the uh, death of George Floyd last May, of course, it sparked uh, this uh, push for racial justice and equality but it, that included this idea of how can we reimagine public safety in an effective way? And in Denver, they have this, this program um, that... Sends out mental health professionals to deal with individuals who are having a mental health episode instead of uh, just police officers, and they had it for like six months. In those six months, they had 548 different interactions, and none of those led to uh, violence, and none of them led to an arrest. They were actually able to help the people uh, that they encountered and get them the resources that they needed, and. Do it without any kind of violence. Nobody got shot. Nobody got uh killed.
2: Yeah, it's How really what? incredible it's a, to hear
0: about. Yeah. And they, they,
1: they she, she uh, I think she had heard about programs like this. Also, there was one in Eugene, I think, in Eugene, yeah, Oregon. Yeah,
0: there's this program called Cahoots in Eugene. That's the
1: best part. That's the best part. The program in <laughs> Eugene that does this is called Cahoots. Cahoots, does it
2: stand yeah. for? Does it stand for community? Uh, uh, something, something, yeah. or mean, is it just cahoots? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, you it's, don't have to know. The, it's
2: not. It's not your program.
0: The idea. I just was wondered like if it was acron-
2: an acronym.
0: It is, yeah. I'm just trying to remember what it, it what no, it is. No, it's like we're gonna take the kids
1: tonight to cahoots and play some games while they eat pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I think
0: it's, it's that these mental health cahoots with the That's with right. The pasta. <laughs> it's the idea <laughs> of them all I understand together.
2: I understand the meaning of the words cahoots, <laughs> dears. Thank you very much. Uh, now listen, that's not why you're here, okay? When you're not here to talk about your podcast and and you being in cahoots with this one and that one, you and Elizabeth Warren Li, and Liz Warren on DSA L- from
1: Massachusetts, that's a dream team.
2: excuse yeah. me. Uh, because as you know, Julian, I'm in Marblehead, Massachusetts. So dear mm, Liz, yeah. uh, we love her DLA or, you know. Those of us on the right side of things, yeah. excuse me, no need to comment either of you. No, it's uh, fine. And some but... of us love
1: Giuliani and are supporting him in 2024, so it's fine.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, the senator from Massachusetts, uh, Rudolph Giuliani. <laughs> uh, but we are here because we get questions. There are people that are yeah. desperate in this world. They don't desperate. know we had to turn clearly. Uh, this is the last <laughs> stop on some kind of train, <laughs> and they write You're to us. T-
1: Chance—that's where we're at. And, we're at.
2: And, I mean, it's still a chance. That's what I'll say. Mm. I don't know what the odds are of them coming out on top after our advice. But what we do is, if they write into us, we give. They have taken the risk, and we give them our honest advice, whatever we think. We're not experts. We're just a couple of people with a fabulous opinions. So. Happen to read right most of the time. So I'm gonna read us our first question and we'll get off to the rice and see if it's all right with you. Now, what do you call? Are you Texans? Are you Tejanos? What are you? What do I call yeah, you, Joe?
0: Texans. Tejanos. Texans. Yeah. These Texans, you know, the the Tejanos definitely in South Texas. Either That's one is good. Mm-hmm.
2: So, Brian's a Tejano. Isn't El Paso South Texas, or is it? Or well, is it West uh, Texas? West
0: Texas. Yeah. Oh, a yeah. West Texas. That's like at West, the edge of West Texas. It's yeah. like the
1: border yeah. with, you know, Juarez and Las Cruces, basically. So, it's like right, very Western tip. Oh. It's oh, in wow. a different you- time zone, too. It's in Mountain. And by the way, Mr. Secretary, I'll have you know. It takes <laughs> just as long for me to drive from Los Angeles to El Paso as it does for me to drive from El Paso to Houston.
0: You can see how scarred Brian is growing up in El Paso, Texas. <laughs> I well, try I to pull out to... all
1: the big gun facts I have That's to right. really blow people away. I didn't, wa- I've tried I didn't to want to say anything.
2: Because I know Julian's a very proud Texan. I didn't as want to am say anything I, Ron. Yeah, yeah, Brian, I Brian is a, mo- a moderately proud Texas. Texan, I would Listen, say. Listen, all now? we
1: need is a river walk and then we're in business. There you go. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, uh, the river walk is lovely.
1: No kidding.
2: Uh yeah. Uh hi, Ron O'Brien, an esteemed guest. Certainly place here. I recently gave birth to my first in January, my first child. Mm. The coronavirus has been a blessing in disguise because I I'll be honest, I don't care for my in-laws and my husband knows him. Okay. So it's been a great excuse to keep them away. However, they want to plan—they plan, want to plan a trip to visit to see their granddaughter. My in-laws live down south where they don't take the virus seriously. As you know, here in Massachusetts, we believe in science. Excuse me. Uh, that's a little bit of a generalization, but we'll take it. It's her, her words, not mine. Here's the dilemma. My parents live down the road from us, so they have been part of our pod the entire pregnancy and have been able to safely spend time with the baby. They always wear their masks and have been vaccinated. I've expressed to my husband I want his parents to quarantine once they get here before they see the baby or get a negative test prior to arriving and drive here. This makes my husband upset because we did not have those rules for my parents. How do I clearly explain to my husband that this has nothing to do with my abhorrence for his parents, but rather for the safety of our daughter? I love my husband and want him to experience the joy of sharing our baby with his parents. However, he's having a hard time believing I'm actually prioritizing our daughter over my personal feelings towards his parents. Your podcast has been a godsend during my pregnancy and maternity leave. Thank you, M.
0: That is a great question. Mm, I bet I can maybe guess one of the states they might live in where they're get not it. taking it seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, no, that does narrow it down. Look, I mean, you know, wherever you are in the country, there are folks that are not taking this thing seriously, not wearing their masks or not social distancing, uh not uh, or, quarantining. yeah, when going they on should. a
2: banana boat off of Lottie Lott- Lott- Beach or Yeah. 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 And,
0: but, <laughs> you know, I definitely get get her point that um you know her parents she her parents um have taken those precautions, and obviously she knows right now right as it stands right now that her parents have been doing all the right things, and they don't have the coronavirus, and they're they've been yeah. vaccinated uh you know as things stand right now, they don't know that about his parents at least that 's what it seems like maybe they haven 't been vaccinated uh and they haven't been wearing their masks haven 't been taking it as seriously. So I can understand that you know the husband may feel like, hey, well, we do this for your parents, so why are we doing it for mine? But that yeah, we really have to put the health of the child and the family first. And they're not in the same position. Her parents, they pretty much know that they don't have the virus, whereas they're taking a much bigger risk with with her in laws. Yeah, so they're the letting same thing.
2: someone into this. Well, basically, they're in a pod. With her, yeah. with her parents and her parents have also been vaccinated. So no matter what they did at the beginning of the pandemic, they're in the situation they're in now, which is everybody's healthy in their household and they have a small child. So we have there's two sort of issues here. One is what are the rules was, that we're laying down? And the second let- is that she opened the letter by saying she hates her in-laws. So what, how surprising that her husband thinks that this is a personal attack on his parents. Sure. I mean, there's four personal attacks in this letter on his parents alone.
1: Well, they sound awful, to be fair. Of course
2: they do, but they're still his parents. I mean, you know, what what are we going to do? What are we going to do? He is, there's another issue here, which is you're always so unkind about my parents. And her answer is, I'm never going to like your parents. So
0: maybe you what, know, maybe, I mean, maybe what they could do is work up um, a trip down to where the parents are when everything is relatively back to normal and when they've been vaccinated and, you know, they can have more confidence uh, in the safety of it all. But that they make the effort, you know, as sort of a, a gesture of love, of, of caring and wanting to see the parent, wanting to make sure parent the parents have time with their daughter. They actually go down to where they're at. That might be a good I think that's actually a really nice yeah.
1: compromise. And, and maybe then they would get tested and be a little bit more cautious if they knew that the family was coming to see them. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. But I, I also think
2: – What do you think, Brian? Right. Yeah.
1: I also think – Listen, I always say fight dirty. And what I think you possibly could do <laughs> is you give them – just say, oh, you know, we've moved or whatever – and then okay, I think this idea is going to take a few turns. But you give them the, the your new address we, of where you're moved.
0: at. <laughs> we live just in be, the internet age, right? <laughs> just be
1: like the parents don't know that. Just be like yeah. the in-laws don't know. Just be like, "Hey, we moved. Uh we're at this address now, and so come visit us there." But you totally blindside them and you're just like and then it's like you give them five hundred Disney <laughs> Way, Anaheim, California, or something, and just, you just put them right <laughs> into the park. That's and... right. Disneyland is reopening.
0: That's right. So you just put them in a place where maybe
1: you know, and then just say, "Just kidding. We didn't move there. Jokes on you." <laughs> and then maybe that because be- and Disneyland's a happy place, so maybe then everyone gets along from that. Yeah. And they're like, you know Have what, a good time. We were mad, but now we're happy here, so everyone's getting along. But also, you could divorce your husband, or also Definitely. you could put your. <laughs> Which you're probably not going to do. Or you could blackmail the in laws, and you could cut out magazine letters, and you could say something like, "You're never going to see your child again unless you get, or my, your grandchild unless you get vaccinated, or mm. unless I get a thousand dollars." Do you know what
0: I mean? Can- <laughs> uh,
2: just a thousand. <laughs>
0: Well, to buy uh extra uh, PPP or something. Exactly. You know, I mean,
2: figure out what the number is for them. You know, their financial situation. So, that's you know, true. a thousand, a million, whatever, whatever it yeah. is, but you figure out the ransom, that way.
1: But also it does uh, just seem like your husband should be on board with this part of it, with this, you both yeah. were saying the health yeah. part of this, because yeah. that's sort of a even but level. That's because
2: yes, but that's because there's another thing going on here. Which is exactly what she expressed in the letter, which is she's been lucky to have this pandemic because it meant that she didn't have to see these people and she doesn't like them and everyone knows it. And she doesn't want her daughter growing up close to them. And she's trying to prolong that for as long as possible. And she's not being honest with herself about that. She just doesn't. And her husband can feel it. There's no, he's not coming up with this out of nowhere. I don't believe her. Her husband, I'm guessing, is on the same page as her. And, you know, I can't imagine he isn't. That's what the letter would be about. My husband doesn't wear a mask. My husband doesn't wash his hands when he comes home from the grocery store, et cetera, et cetera. This is about the fact that she hates his parents. And now they are in a new era which is his parents are grandparents. It was fine. It was fine to hate them when there was no, then when they didn't have to see them, but now there is this child and no matter who these people are, we get a million letters Julian about, uh, my grand, my parents in-laws want to buy a Bible book for my kid and we're not ra- raising the family with religion or this or the, you know, whatever mm. it is that they want to yeah. assert their beliefs onto our child because they see them as something to be molded. And that is clearly something she fears. And so that is, there, there's a couple of levels that this conversation has to take place on. And one of them is culpability where the first thing you say is exactly what you said to us in the letter. look, this isn't about the fact that I hate your parents. I'm just going to say it. You know I hate your parents. Okay? I hate your parents. <laughs> I, I do. Stop. <laughs> yeah, but he knows. That's probably not
0: the first time he's heard that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, true. I'm sure. You think yeah. she
2: hasn't thrown a vase at him before? I mean, listen to this letter. And so it, this isn't what this is about. So we have to figure, or or it also is what this is about but we have to figure this out because the pro the real problem is taking your husband's point of view for a moment. So many milestones happen in the first year of a baby's life and your parents have been able to, enjoy that. They've been able to hold the baby when she was little. They've been able to see her take her first step. Potentially they've been able, whatever those moments are. And he wants to give that to his parents. It's one of the great gifts that you can give in your lifetime is allowing a parent to be a grandparent. And look, they're probably going to come for two days. And on that halfway through the second day, he's going to say, we have to get them out of here. They put a cross up on the baby's wall or whatever happened. I mean, you know, that not that that's a bad thing, but I'm saying they did something that they didn't ask permission to do, or they're trying to you know or they're trying that to marshmallows one- or something, yeah, they're trying to explain to the one year old the coronavirus is a hoax, so what you know whatever the the thing is, <laughs> but you need to confront the fact that you're in a new era here, dear, and that these people are going to be a part you you've been very lucky to have this year of incubation without these people but they're going to be part of your life. This is who you married. And he, he is struggling himself with separating who they are, who he knows them to be probably on some level in terms of sweet parents, grandparents, et cetera, and who they are politically or QAnon or coronavirus or whatever the thing is. And that's a tough struggle. And he shouldn't really have to go through that by himself. But you don't get to hoard your baby anymore. That's the truth. You've been hoarding your baby for a year and that's over now. So once you have that conversation with him, I think you can then say, now let's have a realistic public health conversation. If there's a way that we can that this can happen that we feel comfortable with. I'm putting all of our feelings aside. Can they drive here? Can they Airbnb for 70, Massachusetts, I think it's 72 hours. You have to have a test before you enter the state. So put a plan in place that you can live with. And if they're not interested in that plan, then they're not welcoming in your home. But if you, if they agree to the plan and they'll, and they really want to see their granddaughter, you both have to be a united front about that. I would say that was a very long answer on yeah. my, part. You know, I apologize. So,
0: that's so fascinating because, that's the first time I've heard somebody say about this whole uh, coronavirus experience and sequestering ourselves that, oh, I'm so happy because I didn't have to see somebody. Usually it's people say, oh, I'm so glad I got to spend more time with my kids, my family, you know, folks in my household. But yeah, come to think of it, there probably are.
1: Some oh. people, the ah.
0: folks are glad they're not getting- There are oh, so, there's many so, so, so many lunches i
1: thrilled I didn't have to go on. <laughs> I mean, that's the honest truth. Of course, there are people I love and who I miss, but there are, uh, there are more people who like, oh good, I don't have to pretend I care. That's awful. Yeah. I can't <laughs> believe I said that.
2: Not pretend um, you care, but what was this thing going to be anyway? This lunch, this meeting, right. this Exactly. Bed, it was all know. just
1: going to be full of nothing. So Let's now we don't have to spend- do it.
2: Ten minutes having the conversation we were supposed to have instead of I have to watch you pick lettuce out of your teeth. (laughs) I do have one additional thing
1: about um, the moving idea I had. Yeah.
2: Oh, please.
1: You could also get them (laughs) with you. You could say, oh, my God, guess what we're going to do? This is where we want you to really spend meet the baby. I got us all tickets. Have you ever heard of Carnival Cruise Line? And they say, yes, of course. And so you all do that. And then you go, oh, oh, it's so great to see you guys. And as our elders, we would really love if you boarded before we did. And so then they go up and then they pull up the moat or whatever, the thing on the ship. And then you, you, you scream from the shore. Now you see her and you hold up your kid. And then you say, and now you don't. And you walk to your car and they're on that cruise by themselves. <laughs>
2: they'd they'd probably enjoy the cruise.
1: (laughs) I'm (laughs) kidding. They sound like,
2: they do sound like cruise people. They do sound like cruise people.
1: Dear Ronna, Brian and wonderful guest. Most importantly, I love you both so much. You brought me so much joy and light to a very long and dark year. We should just call this bringing on guests to hear our compliments. I truly can't thank you enough for the many laughs laughs we've had together in the carriage house. My boyfriend and I have been together for a little over a year. We moved in together at two months. Yes, I know. We're insane. But the timing really couldn't have worked out better than it did. But that's a separate story. The other night, we were with a small group of friends watching drag. None about business. I guess not. (laughs) The other night, we were with a small group of friends watching Drag Race. Alcohol was, of course, consumed, a.k.a. my boyfriend was hammered. Fast forward to the next day, I get home from work and we're sitting on the couch and suddenly he starts crying, saying he did something stupid. Okay. Turns out his ex, who was and is still an extremely toxic person and pretty much ruined my boyfriend's life when they were together, texted him the night we were over at our friend's. At first, I guess the conversation was just that, a conversation. Until his ex asked him for, I'm going to say it, an ass pic, because that's what it says here. And not like the British gelatin. Now, is that what an ass pic is? Okay. And he, being a in the picture state
2: of, of his his behind,
1: behind a behind picture, <laughs> and he being in the state of mind he was in, sent one and asked for a picture in return. I can't believe someone was crying over this. As far as I know, that's as far as the conversation <laughs> went. He woke up the next morning to the text on his phone, which he didn't remember sending. Okay, oh, nothing me like neither. this. Is, Nothing like this has ever happened in our time together, and where I know him being drunk is in no way an excuse, I'm taking that into consideration. He apologized. We had a very long conversation about it, and he stated it would never happen again. And since it's never happened before, and the look on his face, I'm inclined to believe him. He's already told the ex that it was a mistake and has blocked his number. What would you do in this situation? Great question for us, and especially… For
0: Secretary Castro. Should I bring <laughs> yeah. well, the Thank you ex- so much for uh, giving me this one. Wow, you should have seen look.
2: you should have seen the one we threw away.
1: That's yeah. true. This was, um,
0: thank we you. We get very insight.
2: dirty questions on this podcast. This we is, do. This is the, one of the cleaner questions
0: we yes. yeah. Uh, yeah, I actually do trust that uh, that y'all were kind <laughs> to me with these questions. Uh, look, I mean, this is fundamentally right um, about trust. And yeah. it's about the trust in a relationship. I mean, I think uh, the, the, who is it? What's the name? Let's the see how they signed it. In?
1: Yes. It, they signed it anonymous. So I'm not actually sure.
0: Ah, uh, well, this person okay. says, so we do not Do we know whether it was a woman or a man?
1: I'm going oh, to I, say it was a man. Um, yeah. I think just which, tracking this tracking. two men. The, I think this is two men.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, look, I mean, but he says that, Uh, you know, his, his boyfriend hasn't done this before and swears that he's not going to do it again, block the number. I mean, this is one of those situations where um, that person really has to think about the nature of their relationship and whether they can trust really regain trust that this person means what they said, and that they're gonna, they're gonna live by that because how many times have we seen relationships? um, Even when you have a situation like this, where somebody didn't hook up with somebody else, right. Didn't, you know, right. Yeah. Yeah. still a form, I guess, of cheating, right. On somebody. And um, you can have, you can continue on in a relationship, but if you really don't resolve it, that lack of trust just eats away and eats away and eats away at, at the strength of the relationship. And sooner or later you find yourself basically with an empty relationship or in the worst case, you, you know, you might have that person go and do the same thing or worse. Right. Uh, So I think have to figure out whether you can trust this person, you can you resolve that? Yeah. And that takes both, both people, right. To be a part of that. Definitely. I think. Yeah. If you Depp,
1: take a step out of this. I just can't get over the boyfriend crying that he sent someone a picture of his butt. I mean, that well, truly a is red, so iconic. I, I that's love a red the. Flag. I love the. What do you mean? Why I love the idea that someone's doing, and also I love the idea, and I agree completely with you. Mr. Secretary, that that happened. I can't call you Julian. I can't do it. I'm just not going to. I just feel
0: <laughs> free. Feel free.
1: I know. I know. But I just, can. It, o-
2: I can only call him Julian. I you can't. call can't. Secretary. Well, because he's so impressive. We'll it, <laughs> even it out.
1: I guess. Okay. we will meet somewhere in the middle. Somewhere in the <laughs> middle. That's right. But um, I I just love the idea of a friend of theirs asking what they fought about, and then being like a picture of my butt. I just love that idea. (laughs) However, I do think you're absolutely right with, yes, this is a violation of trust. And I'm curious, wanted to see what you're going to say about the crying because it's something I hadn't considered. But do you think that was manipulation or something?
2: Uh, I think- Or
1: why did you mention that?
2: Well, because I think he didn't just send a picture of his behind. I think he had either sexy texts or had a FaceTime with this guy. And
1: that's why he blocked the number?
2: And that's why he burst into tears because he felt so guilty about whatever. I mean, this is not. It's only a catastrophic thing that happened if you know your true intention, if that makes any sense. But something else happened here or the intention behind it is stronger than. In other words, there's some sort of real transgression. So. Other, otherwise, why would you, maybe I'm wrong, but why would you, where is all of this guilt coming from? And I think the answer is that this is something this guy does. So it's not like this one isolated incident that happened. Yeah, see he if he only has one
1: worse. contact in there or how many people he's blocked so that he doesn't do that. Yeah. Anymore. He might be restraining himself <laughs> That's all the time. They
0: needed to go look into the phone in the exactly. area where you have blocked contacts yeah. and exactly. deleted photos, all of it. Yeah. yeah. A, yeah. A forensic
2: analysis list. is, uh, is called for here. And I, but I also think what you were saying, Brian, about it being dramatic goes hand in hand with that because the overpouring of remorse is also mm. a manipulation. You mean so much to me. This is how awful I feel. But it, how are you a person that loosely sends a picture of yourself to another person?
1: And I you want to know if that picture was new or old. Did he duck in oh, the bathroom the d- and do that? Or was that just like <laughs> the picture he had? Oh, saved. and What about
0: the alcohol, too? Right. Yeah. You know, there's yep. also that. and. The you know, it shouldn't be an excuse, you know. But the the writer did say like they're they're considering that, right?
2: Right. I so will also say think of that- it as an excuse, so think of it as permission. This guy, mm. in other words, he drank enough to give himself permission to behave that way. And I think it was a it's fresh a pick, but I'm I'm curious what Brian thinks.
1: I yeah. also think, I also wonder, and again, I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I feel like I bet you don't trust this guy that much. Otherwise, I don't think that you would have been making so many excuses for him in your letter for why this happened. And I don't think you would have written the letter if you really thought this was something you could get over and that this was a blip. So I think really, look, Oprah says it starts with a whisper and it ends with a brick wall. If there is something inside of you saying – if there's a whisper saying, just take another look, just take another look – take another look before it becomes the brick wall wall that you run into before it becomes yeah. worse so just i don't know i would really listen to yourself as to whether or not you can trust this person um because while this isn't yeah. obviously as you both said this isn't the most major transgression uh, you know this is a fairly minor one really in the in the grand scheme of things but um but i don't but i don't know that it's the last
2: <clears throat> it's <clears throat> also pleading i think it's pleading to a lesser offense is what it is So this is what he admitted, but he just wants to admit it. He wants, he wants to purge himself of the guilt. He wants you to forgive him and he wants to move on. But I think there is a history of transgressions that you don't know about that he already felt guilty about that Mm. were piling up. And so he needed this release of having this, this, conversation, working through it. He forgives me. I forgive myself. Now we move on. But I think there's a few things in the history of that phone that you're not going to be too pleased about. Also <laughs> blocking. What did he have to block the X for? Because so Doesn't I, that feel a little extreme? Um, uh, just meaning he doesn't want, he knows that that is a dangerous communication. Maybe Not I'm to mention if this that, guy was but, so toxic,
1: why wasn't he blocked to begin with?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's more what I mean is, you know, I think when you block them, can you not see the conversation that preceded it anymore? I wonder about that. I wonder if that was expunging the record. I think you still
0: can. I think if texting, you you can still see the text trail. Oh, you can.
2: Yeah. Uh I'm
0: dying to know who you have blocked. secretary castro <laughs> so <I>. is there <laughs> anyone tr- in washington oh, do- that's not much of a mystery <laughs> just just think about all the trolls there are out there i it's mean true. you know, you run true. for president anybody right. you know a million trolls <laughs> i've probably blocked hundreds of people like, yeah p- i i don't <laughs> doubt it that makes <laughs> sense.
2: has anyone ever gotten access to your personal phone have you ever gotten a text on your phone number that just popped up that you uh i keep getting these texts tro- from people from that a are like, troll that was funny
0: really? Uh, Yeah. You know, there are these folks, a couple, when I was HUD secretary that got my number, I think they were out of Arizona and left a couple of messages like, you know, just basically with insults and stuff. Um, But it's rare. People rarely do. Although i you know, over the years, I've I've given my number out to so many folks. um, I'm surprised that I don't get more of that. And I've had my same number for 20 years now. So it's been a long time. You should time. really
2: have two phones. I mean, I should. Don't you have two phones? I really should. Yeah, I
0: used to. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When I was in the government, I did. Yeah. When I was mayor, yeah. and then when I was HUD secretary. These days, I just have my one phone. I Had to get a new phone about three days ago because mine went kaput. And um, oh, it's such a hassle getting it on the is. apps. It's like the most annoying thing.
1: Oh, uh.
2: your phone was in cahoots with uh, itself when <laughs> right. it so went kaput. Yeah.
1: Were you at cahoots playing skee ball when it happened?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wish I'd been having that
1: much fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, should we read our last question, Rana?
2: Let's do it.
1: Do you want to hear Dear a quick Ron- fact about Texas?
2: Oh, I would love to. No, not you. Oh,
0: <laughs> I'm. just <laughs> <laughs> did you you
1: know MD Anderson in Houston? Yeah,
0: Houston, fantastic <laughs> institution.
1: Yeah. Did did you ever hear about the case five years ago of the um, breast cancer oncologist who poisoned the other oncologist she was in love with? Uh, he was a no. lung cancer oncologist. Yeah, she poisoned him. She got she got sentenced to ten years, and she's already served six of it.
0: Oh wow! Anyway, yeah. now I remember Would that you... case of a uh, remember that woman who like drove. From Texas to Florida with a diaper oh, you mean the, I like the astronaut? Hours? I basically
1: the have astronaut. a poster. I, she, I, I have her on my
0: goals list, by the way, <laughs> of how to get it done right. <laughs> you want to be ranked the number one stalker in America.
1: <laughs> you know, when you put in, it that way.
2: <laughs> in fairness to her, if you can survive in a space station, what's a diaper for 12 hours? I mean, True. really? You know. Yeah. She had a lot of endurance training. She put, so. it a, she, she put it to a different use.
1: I want to know yes. what she was listening to on the way out there. If it was like Fleetwood Mac, or if it was like, yeah, you know, the windows Ozzie were Osborne, down. Or, I can
2: tell you that.
0: I think it was the probably, probably were down. Arts Alone.
1: Yes, yeah, over <laughs> and over and over again. Yes, for twelve hours.
2: <laughs> I think though her hair was blowing in the wind for sure. Don't you think? For sure. Well, based on the mugshot when she got there, the window. You think was, she got a convertible? Yeah. I want to know if there's something cuter or more Texas than Mr. Secretary drinking out of a solo cup—a red
1: solo cup. <laughs> He's full blown drinking always, shiner yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah,
0: everybody always thinks you know, I'm, you know, getting drunk. I drink my water out of this solo cup. <laughs> it's fantastic. You just
2: love, you just yes. love a solo cup. Uh, it makes you feel like you're at a barbecue. Yeah. You no, know,
0: because I, you know, with these zooms, I've been, I've been meaning to get like a regular glass that doesn't look like i'm having dinner at 7 30 at night or something and i don't it's have great. it right so i gotta use these solo cups but then whenever whenever i do right i sometimes i do an ig live with my brother or something everybody starts chatting in the chat like oh what's in the drink what's in the drink yep. what's in the cup uh
1: now, water. Do you and your then i feel boring
0: do you, so you don't keep a keg live?
1: under your desk
0: <laughs> no, no no okay oh that would be go- oh that would be
2: great that would be yeah. terrific let's start that Roma. i have two tech ta- two questions one is do you and your brother live near each other
0: uh we live about 15 minutes apart not too oh, far but not too close that's pretty yeah. near <laughs> I need to keep my distance from it. That's a 15 know. minutes or is a good distance. Sanity. Yeah. 15,
2: well, you got, you two have spent a lot of your lives together.
1: Sure. And we, I don't mean we,
2: just statting in the womb, but I mean, you went to college together. Did you go to law, law school, school together, together also? Yeah. 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 When,
0: Worked when at the same law firm back. together? Same law yeah. firm. Uh, you know, when we first moved back to San Antonio after law school, he lived in the house that I bought. Uh, for about a year or a year and a half or something, um, yeah. But these days, I see my brother less than I ever have in my life because uh, yeah. you know, he's in D.C. a lot of the time, and he is with his family when he's not. When he's here in San Antonio, and then I have my family. Um, but we talk on the phone like two or three times a day, and sometimes I wondered we still get if to go that's had.
2: Yeah, I wondered if that's had as a twin to have spent that much time because it's a different relationship. I mean, brothers are brothers, but. A twin is really this you you seem to have a very twin relationship, so it's another thing
0: to, Yeah. you know and to nice.
2: this phase of your life where you where you're being pulled in so many other directions, but you still have this primary bond to this per, to this other person. It's an interesting relationship. For
0: Can sure. he
1: be about to vote for something and then you wave your hand back and then he can't vote for it anymore
0: <laughs> <laughs> i just when he's gonna vote the wrong way i just punch myself as hard as i can in the face and all of a sudden he's on the ground over there on the floor of the house of representatives yeah. fabulous got it i thought i thought and, so i
2: thought so. i want also <laughs> want to know if you have a favorite texas barbecue you want to share with oh. our listeners before we uh, yeah well, i'm always wondering
0: well, I like moist brisket, meaning, you know, that the beef brisket has some a layer of fat on it because uh, they sell lean brisket, which doesn't have the fat. And, you know, the barbecue that I like the most is actually – now it's a chain that you can find in places like uh, Colorado, Arizona, New Mexico. You know, the place is really known for barbecue. <laughs> but uh, it started here in, in the San Antonio area called Rudy's. Rudy Rudy's started barbecue. in San Antonio? Yeah, y'all oh, have one so in good. El Paso?
1: Yes, yeah, they do. They
0: do now, yeah. Yeah. Delicious. And one- what about
2: Luby's cafeterias that you favorite, oh, Brian? Luby's,
0: Is that- yeah. That's great. <laughs> They're about to close up, though. What? They're going out of business. Yeah, you yeah. better go get your Luan platter before it's gone. Do you know I yeah. almost had my
1: 15th birthday party there, and then my friends were <laughs> like, you can't do that? <laughs> I'm so sad. I will get my Luanne yeah. platter next time. The fried fish with mac and cheese and okra. That's what
0: I do with the or, You know, maybe somebody like rescued them. They may have gotten bought out, but at least they had a plan this summer to close. So hopefully- Ronna, would saved. you
1: be interested in buying Luby's Cafeteria?
2: I think we should look at it okay, as an investment, but you'd have that. to work the counter for the first six months, at least to get people to come into the store.
0: Cause you know, know, Brian would bring the median age down in Lubies by like by 30 80. years. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's <laughs>
1: true. That
0: is true. If I was but like, as Guys. a Hollywood
2: star, Brian would, you know, that would be the fascination. People would come get this scoop of Mac and cheese for Brian or however they, however Exa- they do it.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And also it would be, I could make it like a hookup site.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like in the back. There Definitely. Go. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Ronna, you the know, the one,
0: the, one of the things I missed from over there in Massachusetts is legal seafood. So
2: good. Oh, yeah. Legal well, you seafood, went to Harvard yeah. Law School, of course.
0: Yes. Yes. And so they, which they legals did there? you used
2: to go to? I, I will say this. I do think legals has the best clam chowder. I do. So good. Yeah, and one of my like And one of my chowder. favorite things, which you probably can't do because you're too famous, is to stop at legals in the airport on the way out of town and have a cup of chowder at the... I've at been to the, that one
0: in Logan. Counted, yeah. there. yes,
2: exactly.
0: They, they have one in uh, behind the Charles Hotel. Uh, not yes. too far from Harvard Square in Cambridge that oh, I yes, go to sometimes. Yeah,
2: and I love the Charles Hotel, of course. I mean, it's a great place to have mm-hmm. a drink, and then this Henrietta's table, of course, where we could have brunch together the next time you're in town when well, you over right. at, the, great hotel. at the Kennedy School doing a little talk or whatever you're doing, which I the assume Salem, you've Witch done Museum. before. Yes. yes, and then, then then Julian can go back to Marvillette. We'll take you, we'll take you to the Salem Witch Museum <laughs> if, you, if you haven't been. There's a wonderful so reenactment. Yeah. <laughs> have you been to the Fog Art Museum, of course?
0: Uh, yeah, I think I have. Back have, you back in- have you ever seen the glass
2: flowers? Have you ever seen the glass flowers?
0: It doesn't ring a bell.
2: Next time I, I you're in Cambridge. I
0: was probably like 24 years old. Yeah, like, you weren't interested in that. You paying were, yeah.
2: Yes. You were too <laughs> Ronna, they're busy they're selling those out. at
1: Costco. I was there mm-hmm. like a couple weeks ago, so you could just go there.
2: <sighs> they Juliad were, they were was too busy hanging out at the boathouse or at the cellar. But the glass flowers, Brian, which you would love, were- Is it Chihuly? Uh, I want to sit What does that mean? Oh, yeah.
1: The artist. There's an art, a glass blower named Chihuly. Yeah.
0: No. Great they artists. were com-
2: mm-hmm. commissioned, I believe, and so they were studies hmm. of flowers, and they lo- they're made of glass, but they look very real. They're incredible.
1: Well, I hope they're more interesting well, than those books.
2: I hope they're more interesting <laughs> than my description of them. Okay. Dear Ron and Brian, I love you. I am a 22-year-old who has been on a fairly steady career path since high school. I've been laser-focused on working in politics, only for Democrats, excuse me, and through a lot of hard work s- over several winning and losing campaigns, I am inching towards the top of my field. I cut 22, top of his field.
1: <laughs> she will Sound say, oh, familiar, then. Mr. Secretary?
2: <laughs> I c- so probably does.
0: That's uh, what
2: I mean. How old were you? How old were you when you were mayor of San Antonio? <laughs> oh,
0: 26? I was old. I was thirty-four. <laughs> I yeah. started out at twenty-six on the city council. Yeah, so this person's way ahead of me.
2: Yeah, I currently manage a mid-sized campaign, and I am really proud of this and excited by what my future in this field can bring. But I also worry whether I am on the right path. I am the oldest child and have two much younger sisters in elementary school. When they were born, my home life was pretty dysfunctional. I was homeschooled by my grandmother while my parents worked long hours, which meant I spent a lot of time with them. I witnessed their first words and even potty trained them. They are the most important thing in the world to me. Once I started taking on more campaign leadership, I happily moved to different states and enjoyed traveling during the off times of the year. It's grueling work, but every day is different. I've made lifelong friends and good money for someone my age, and I am never tied down to one place. I can become addicted to the work in an unhealthy way, but I am slowly getting better about balance. Well, I think 22 is a little young to be worried about balance personally. I think that's the time when you burn it at both ends. But Uh, at the start of the pandemic, Julian would fire him if he read this letter. He's not interested in anyone who's 22 working for him that wants a work-life balance. Just work.
0: Just stay in that office.
2: Yeah, yeah, I want to know you're there at four in the morning. At the start of the pandemic, I happily moved back in with my parents, campaigned from home, and got to spend every day with my sisters. Then our dad unexpectedly died, and it completely changed my world. Mm. I'm sure I don't need to explain why. Now, almost a year later, campaigns are moving on from remote work, and I'm about to move away once again, and it no longer feels exciting. It feels like I am abandoning my girls, who now more than ever see me as a second father figure. My mother tells me not to worry. She wants me to pursue my career and enjoy myself. That is also the advice I hear endlessly from people wiser than me. Enjoy your 20s. But I just can't, that's his his quote, not mine. Uh, but I just can't help but want to quit politics and pursue something steady and based near my sisters. Other times I feel like taking that advice to pursue my career and enjoy the fun and exciting life that campaigning brings me. Do you think I am worried too much about my family and should pursue my career, travel, and enjoy being young? Or do you think I will regret not spending these formative years with two people who I love more than anything? You two have brought me such, so much laughter and relief, and I can't express how grateful I am for that. If you decide to read this letter, I'd prefer you not use my name.
0: Hmm. There are a ton of people that are having those same feelings right now, as we've just gone through this year of the pandemic, everybody being at home, uh, you know, being able to do these Zoom meetings instead of having to actually travel. Um, and getting to spend a lot more time, oftentimes, it's, you know, for a lot of parents with their children, I right? here, it's with younger siblings, but I think the emotion is the same of, oh, wow, um, you know, this was a real silver lining to this entire experience. And now it's going all the way. And especially if you have children that are in their formative years, I you mean, know, I say that as a, a dad of a six-year-old and a 12-year-old. And recognizing how precious this time is with them, Um, the way I see it, first, it sounds like for 22, this person has already accomplished a lot. I know at 22, I barely had, you know, was graduating from college and didn't have any real world experience to speak of. Sounds like this person has that already has uh, things on their resume that will help them. You know, no matter what, whether they took some time off or went in a different direction right now and wanted to get back into it, most people would tell, would say, "Hey, you're 22. You're doing great. You know, go enjoy it, travel." I think being 22 and having already accomplished real world things that you can use whenever and that are transferable, if you've been in these campaigns, the fact that you're 20, you actually have all the latitude you want. I would say, go with your heart you know if if it's formative years of your siblings and you really feel like you want to be there at twenty two you have a luxury uh you know you don't at least I didn't hear you don't have to support a family, you know, make a big income. it sounds like the person can make an income um in another way, closer to home, so uh, I mean ultimately, I think they have a lot of latitude to to follow their heart, I think that is
1: the perfect answer and i think also it just the the tone i got from the letter didn't make it seem like if i go i'll feel so guilty about it even though i really want to go it more felt like if i don't go am i ruining my life because i actually maybe don't really want to go right now and so i i don't know that was the because i don't know otherwise i would say like you know everyone feels guilty for moving on and for moving away and, but your family's your family, blah, 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 blah. But I would say, yeah, I've, I don't know. I thought that was the right move. So Rana.
2: Well, it also seems like you are still in the throes of sorting through this grief with your family. So this (laughs) time has meant a lot to you, not just to be near your sisters, but also whatever this transition is in terms of your role in the family and that you're not really ready to let go of that moment or that position yet. So as you both were saying, why not, if you have, it doesn't sound like, I'm not really getting you hate politics and you want a career change. I'm getting that as you were mm-hmm. both saying, this is about following your heart and your duty to your family and this delicate moment in, in life. And whether you're 22 or 52, these moments are rare in life where you feel that connected to people and that you want to be around them. And that love Mm -hmm. is the thing that is the overriding uh, directive in your life. Because everyone's saying, enjoy your 20s. Well, you're 22. Enjoy your 20s when you're 25. It doesn't matter. Enjoy your 20s when you're 30, if you have to. It doesn't (laughs) mean you're a very serious person, obviously. So, you see life as this trajectory of you're going to mo- keep moving forward and then you'll become more mature and your twenties will have passed you by. You're 22. You're very young. I would do this. I also think there's a lot of leeway in terms of the war, where the world has been reordered in the last year. So you could probably, even though campaigns are moving back to in person or whatever, I, I don't doubt that they've also learned that it's incredibly successful to do Zoom fundraising or hold town halls on Zoom or all these different ways that you can connect with people that people weren't open to before, but now everyone has sort of caught up with the technology because we had to. And so I bet there is a niche for you to continue the kind of work you've been doing for at least another year. And at that point, six months, a year, whatever it is, I would... I would schedule a check in with yourself about what is you taking care of your family and what is what you want because at some point these little girls will grow up and they you will always be close to them, but they probably won't need you in the way that they need you right mm-hmm. now or that you enjoy being needed by them, and you may start getting a little itch at that point when it's safer and more open to go back on the campaign trail. And as you were saying, the great thing about politics is that you could do one campaign, and if you have the self-control, you can hop off of it and hop onto another one three months later, six months later. But you can take those breaks and come home if you want to. You don't have to. I understand the momentum is usually you're on one campaign and somebody grabs you and that's the moment and then you're on the next thing. But there were ways to create gaps in your schedule. But Yes, it seems very clear that love is guiding you in this moment and that that is probably what you should listen to. But again, it's not a wrong answer if you decide to go do a campaign and come back and take your break then. But you're not abandoning anybody if you go and do this other thing. You are a grown up and you do at some point have to make yourself a priority in terms of how your career, et cetera. Develops, so that's not ever something to feel guilty about. Uh, If you if you were younger and you were going away to college, you'd go away to college, and that's I mean, you know, and you'd have to go, and the girls would would deal with that. But it sounds like you have a wonderful connection with your family, so I don't think there's really a wrong answer here.
1: Yeah. Well, we've reached the end of the show, and this is the most exciting part. So we send something. Very we send a little gift to whoever yeah. we think I don't want to say deserves, but whoever whichever letter moved us the most, we send them a little a little token, a little gift to improve their life, possibly so do you when we sort of all weigh in on who should get it? do you think it should go to um this person we just discussed who is sort of wondering whether she should stay with her family right now or not? do we give it to um I uh, sent my uh, ex a pick of my butt and I'm crying about it? <laughs> or do we send it to my in-laws are monsters and I'm sending them on a cruise?
0: What do you think? Uh, you know, I'd say the first one. Okay. Because that's like, a, you know, the third one was very heartfelt. And it's, you know, very heartfelt and touching that this person cares that deeply about their younger siblings, that they're torn up about this decision. At the same time, that first one, you know, I think it takes a lot to reveal that and to ask for advice on that, about hating your in-laws and the safety of your child and yeah, let's see. And it sounds like they just need it.
1: Right yes. Now. This person needs something. <laughs> yeah,
0: they just need something. Yep. to Pick me up. That's of course right. the second one does too, but for different reasons. Absolutely. Uh, I, the, I, I don't the, know. I say the first. Yeah.
1: Brian, do you them. agree? It was between the first and the third for me. So yeah. I think they're that they both sound lovely.
2: Well I mean, whoever, I'm gonna be honest
1: with you, the letter writer yeah. of the first one. I sort of love that she hates her in-laws. I think that's kind of cool. I mean, not, it's not cool. It's not cool at all, but it's It's funny.
2: perfectly fine to hate it's your in-laws. Funny.
1: It's funny. It made me laugh yeah, a Yeah, you bit. just have
2: to figure out how to live with them.
1: Correct. But also, like, I kind of like the idea of sending her a little something. But in uh, the third one, too, those, were, those would have been my top two.
2: Well, we can either send her a sleeve of red Solo cups so that wow. she can <laughs> drink, uh, drink water out of them like Secretary Castro. Yes, or we could send her a large Aesop uh, hand sanitizer so that it's – she can have that by her front door when the in-laws come in and she can say, look at this gorgeous, beautiful designer hand sanitizer. Please take a squirt before you go anywhere near my baby. And
1: then she whispers in the mother's ear, don't, if you don't squirt, you're going to get hurt.
2: That's exactly She's right. She
1: her. Yeah,
2: that's exactly right. <laughs> I go. love that.
1: I think it's a good move. We cannot thank you enough for being on the show. It hey, thank y'all. Such a pleasure. i really
0: had fun. I've enjoyed it. Good. And we uh, loved hopefully having y'all have you have helped some people today. Oh, <laughs> who knows? Who I don't Who knows? It. But please love-
1: listen to Our America with Julian Castro. Are, are, are you, I literally was about, okay, no. I was about to say like, I'm not going to say it. Everyone just go, please. Just run you go. What, I was going to ask ew. if he has any future plans to run again, but I guess we're not uh, talking uh, till 2028. So yeah, I, that's what I was going to
0: Not anytime soon. Fair not enough. That's why soon. it ended
1: up being a dumb question that I ended up asking anyway.
2: It wasn't dumb at all because he's probably asked it 14 times a day, for Sure.
0: Of all. <laughs> and second <laughs> all, of all, all
2: I I have to say you were incredibly impressive. Uh on stage and during the debates and in the primaries and everything and you, you were incredibly impressive and so Loves. I hope you do whatever you want to do, much me like too. a third letter writer, that your career follows whatever path you want it to follow but you uh it it gives me great relief to know that you continue to want to be a public figure and that you uh in the game, shall we say. Because there aren't that many people that we can look to and think, thank goodness, just, my this only
1: piece of somebody fabulous on the, way, on the podium. My only yeah. piece of advice on the way is like, don't do ads <laughs> for like cigarette companies or something, because that <laughs> no, wouldn't be I good. I won't. I won't. Okay. Yeah. Good. All right. That's my only. Yeah.
2: And yeah, you, uh, and your brother's a real spark plug too. No kidding. It's been, fu- yeah, it's been fun. With them beard Really too. fun he's, to watch him. Yeah. He's he's got something. You know, yeah, he's got a little.
0: He, uh he was one of those your mother did a good
2: job it's not surprising i (laughs) I will say that you know his mother founded la raza
1: i know that she was an activist yeah yeah i mean that's she
0: wasn't just an an
2: activist that's a real that's no joke i mean she really got in there and did a lot of good for a lot of people so i mean you know she she raised two wonderful sons so well who cares about Joaquin? We're talking about Julio. Right
0: <laughs> That's now. what I listen. say every day.
2: Yeah. I don't blame you. Why is everybody talking about Joaquin all the time? Um Okay. So <laughs> we're gonna let so you much. go and then we're gonna read out Cliffhanger, which you can listen to when you listen to the episode, but it's too risque for you to stay. It's all right. it would it would endanger your future in politics for you Get to blamed. stay for the reading of this question. <laughs>
0: Okay, well. And where I'll, are you I'll on Instagram? What
2: are you on Instagram and... and Twitter? Are you at Julian Castro?
0: So on, yeah, on, on Twitter, I'm at Julian Castro. And on Twitter, it's uh, at Julian Castro TX. Fabulous.
2: And what day does the show come out?
0: Uh, it comes out on Thursdays, Thursday mornings. Perfect. Terrific. Great. Okay. Look out for it. Our America. Thank you hey, thanks so thank much so for being much. here
2: with us. Okay.
0: Take care.
1: Bye-bye. Kiss,
2: kiss. All right, dear. Would you like to read this?
1: dear Rana Brian, and fabulous guest. Well, our fabulous guest just left Rana, and he was fabulous with a capital F. What a guy. My husband and I have been happily married for seven years and love each other deeply. However, there is a thought that keeps circling around my brain that I can't shake. Is my husband also secretly interested in women? I should say this note this letter is coming from a man early on in our courtship, okay. When such things are talked about, he, <laughs> he, he mentioned that though he never, this is sense and sensibility, early on in our courtship when such things are talked about, he mentioned that though he never dated girls while growing up, he did sleep with at least one woman in college. What does that mean, at least one? He assured me that it was a What large... does it
2: mean he didn't date them, but he slept with them? What, Listen, what is the- It means he's yeah. a
1: cad, Rana
2: Yeah, I guess.
1: He assured me that it was a lark and he considers himself fully gay. However, I have over the years come across what porn, been? which I don't know. He put fully gay in quotes. So that I'm just must be kidding. what.
2: Yeah. No. I'm just However,
1: kidding. I have over the years come across porn, which includes women on his computer. I wasn't trying to snoop. I promise I was looking for something else. On top of that, while our marriage isn't open, <laughs> he and I have been known to play together with others from time to time at various gay clubs or parties where I've noticed he has an affinity for trans men. Now, any of these things on their own, I know, don't mean anything, but together they make me think. Added to this is the complication that his endowment is, well, substantial. So much so that even after all our years together, I still find him difficult to handle. This is part of the reason we'll occasionally play with other men. He's never complained about it, but that doesn't stop me from worrying that he may try to look elsewhere to fulfill secret desires that aren't being fully addressed at home. I don't know what to do. I'm terrified to ask about inviting a woman over because A, I don't want to imply he was lying to me about being, quote, fully gay, his words, and B, I honestly don't know how I would slash if I could handle a woman in sexual context. Should I even do anything about this? Am I making up a problem where there isn't one? Sorry if any of this was too risque, but any help or advice would be much appreciated, even if it's just telling me to go drink a glass of water and calm down because everything's fine. much love, I'll say James, which is the fake name. He put his real name, but then said, don't mention my real name. So I'll just okay. say James. Much love, James. Well, well that
2: is uh, certainly a lot to unpack.
1: That is a drum of Canaan, for sure.
2: Yeah, Canaan drum. Please, is that what you meant? I did. Yeah.
1: Please get your tickets this Friday oh, if you're on Patreon. I'd,
2: I'd forgotten all about it.
1: Well, I'm here to remind you, Rana. Yeah. This Friday, whatever time, Central or Eastern Pacific.
2: Or, or again, if you're in Australia or have something else to it's do. It's for everybody. We had a lot of Australians come the last they time. They stayed up. Karen Simmons even stayed up for it. Yeah, she's one of our top Australians.
1: That's phenomenal. Uh, Is she related to uh, uh, JK?
2: Richard. Oh, oh. Richard, I think. Or Richard. Richard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll have to ask her.
1: We'll definitely have uh,
2: but to ask her. Sunday, April eighteenth. That will be our Oscar preview party, live from the carriage house.
1: That's right. The Two days Link before will... four twenty, and w- and a week after that. R- is... Of course,
2: I ap- I apologize for not uh, for not putting it in the proper context. <gasps> uh, and so then the tickets will be released uh, wide on the free feed the following Tuesday, the thirtieth. Um, and we mustn't forget that April sixth, people have to pre-order Cynthia Dupree Sweeney's book, Good Company. Yeah, it'll arrive on April sixth. They read it, they send us the questions and comments before four twenty, your favorite day,
1: correct, Rana?
2: And then we will uh, have a live. Uh, our- then we will have our free feed Carriage Us, our first free feed Carriage Us book club ever with Cynthia Dupree Sweeney on the 27th of April. So. You want
1: to know what I just thought of, Ronna, that you led me to because you said it? On Friday, our Patreon tickets yeah. will be in limited release, but then they go wide the following week. Like a movie Is that schedule?
2: Dir- oh, I thought you was trying to say something dirty to my. No, like limited I, release, I wide release. Think- well, now I understand, but le- for somehow release felt very filthy to me. I see, but I suppose that's me—that's my brain, not yours. So well, I think I the apologize. question,
1: right? Well, yeah, who knows?
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, dear, kiss, kiss. <laughs>